Welcome to Mummy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. I'm Mummy. My name is Carol, and I'm a writer, a producer, and I've been here too long. You wouldn't like the looks of me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you changed. I'm Daddy. My name's Josh. I'm a music publisher, a podcaster, duh, and I'm a pumpkin named Hector. Uh, We're parents to a seven-year-old we call Woo and a five-year-old we call Boo, and we love horror movies. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDaddyPod. And remember to tell a friend about the show or leave us a review wherever you listen, because we love to read them and they help other creeps like you find the show. Recess is coming. Recess is here. <laughs> recess. And here we are in our very own recess, Mummy and Daddy's recess. That's right. The recesses of our house where we cannot be bothered or we try to avoid um, any interruptions or complications. And it's great to be here with you. I, it's been, I was on my own, I guess, mini recess. I just went on a little. You did. A little trip for a wedding. Happy days to Matt and Darian. I went up to Winnipeg, Canada. And a little long weekend of uh, experiencing other people's marital bliss, you know? <laughs> Prime stuff. What for was this that show. like? <laughs> <laughs> I imbued them with our own. I yes. came there, I, I carried the torch. Good. I carried the fire. Oh. Shout out the road. <laughs> Um, and how are you doing after your little jaunt? I'm doing pretty well. It was, it was a little stressful. It was like, you know, cause going there, I didn't want to get sick. Of course the kids are back in school. And so that means they're sick actively now. And they are getting better. They are. <laughs> tissue use has been, has dropped dramatically. It's true. Yeah. Um, sorry to the good people of Kleenex Corp. Johnson and Johnson. I don't know. They, um, these kids were, I mean, they've, but they've been snotty nosed for a month. Yeah. Truly. But it it never was never COVID. It never got worse. So that's true. I, I was able to confirm that the morning of my flight. Yeah. And, but I started to get a little tickle, but I managed to avoid it. No tickling. No tickling. It's a big refrain in our house right now. Go I got there safely. <laughs> I took it easy. I got better. I never got sick, I should say. Never tested positive for COVID-19, even though it's on the rise. Even though people say maybe these rapid tests aren't as good as they need to be for all the variants coming out. Oh, Jesus. Out. Really? I However. Okay. Um, it's, I, you know, that I, I, and I had to do some work while I was there and coming back and some other things. But I had a very pleasant time overall and it was the weather was beautiful and the wedding was beautiful and i did have a lot of fun i just wish you were there 
I know. I wish that we could have been with you. I it's it's really crazy. I I kind of want to like start writing down these um little nuggets that I I come I find myself coming across for like, you know when you're at a baby shower and you have to write like advice for the new parents. Yeah. And I feel like one that I come back to again and again is just to travel as much as possible before your kids reach school age because once they're in school you really can't I mean you can take them out of school like we are gonna take them out of school for a couple days in October for our cousin Becca's wedding that's right um wedding it's it's wedding Wedding season season. yeah and as we call it around here mummy and diddy end of September into October is wedding season (laughs) (laughs) um oh I can't wait to talk about spooktober um but I yeah that's like and I think we did a good job of that for sure like we were always bopping around but um just to like really really drive it home that you you just can't do the same kind of traveling when your kids hit school age so yeah that's why we didn't go with you but it's true I mean it's even the same I was talking about it a lot over this weekend with people about I, I was trying to say it without I try to always avoid the tone of uh, what do you call it? I don't know, bedraggled malice that some parents seem to carry with them about the fact that they have children. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, but to, yeah, just to point out more of the practicalities of it, and even did say the our famous refrain of one kid is no kids. <laughs> Sorry, our parents of one child, but it's how you feel when you have more than one is like, Oh, it would have been so much easier to do with just the one. It's one of those examples like they can kind of roll. One can roll with you a little bit easier than two. This is a little traumatic. It's a little triggering for me, Josh, because you know what happened to me the other day as we were walking to school. I was walking up the hill to school, walking my children up the hill. Oh, my God. I forgot about this. Yes. Go, go, go. They (laughs) just really on a dime turned on each other and the hitting began and I was in the middle of it and just trying to like hey what's you know what's going on what you know just doing some damage control and another parent walks by me and says loudly to his child see what you're missing out on not having any siblings ha 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 what a piece of shit (laughs) I did not get a good look at the guy, I don't think I know him because I feel like I do. I am starting to like know more and more people at the school, but I did. I did see the child, and I feel like it, I. I very much hope I don't see her and him again, and remember this because I feel like I will be. It will be very hard not to say something. Well, you know, PTA. We got the welcome to school picnic coming up. You probably. We'll definitely see and interact with them. And That's I think true. it's going to go great. And that, that would be a great transition just to ask you how you're doing. But I'm going to say one more thing about this wedding weekend that we, uh, it, it is also something that I notice in um, like making time for childless friends that we, as we try to do as we get older, it's, so much easier to do these things alone but it creates this false picture of like what 
the kind of relationship we want to have with them, which is like, oh, yeah, we want you to know both of us. We want you to have like, yeah, it's good to have friends on our own, of course, too. But it is, you know, it is always uh, it's it's something that you also just like struggle with with kids and times and, and as that stuff goes on. But I'm I'm all about bringing back the the post bedtime dinners or even the in- incorporating the bedtime stuff because our kids are cool, too, and they can meet people. And yeah, they, can... they they lack for no yeah they I feel like they have a ton of almost a, an a crazy amount of interaction with our our friends and our, oh yes yeah yes it's true um so how are you doing um I'm doing great it's you know we're back to school um just you know filled with rage at that guy still I'm still like thinking about it um glad I could uh, dredge that up for you uh just like if you see somebody who's having a hard time maybe just like shut the fuck up yeah it's maybe literally just don't say do. don't just just don't open your mouth it's not funny it wasn't funny it wasn't helpful it was not it was not it didn't it was not a useful it was not a he was not a very useful engine in that moment um but i yeah we are back in the throes of the school year I'm on the PTA now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the PTA historian. Technically, you've been on the PTA for two years. Oh, yeah. But no, now I'm on the board. Yes. This is, you're in the PTA. I've been. You're in the PTA PTA as the association. I am on the board, Um, which really means nothing. But um, it's fun to go to the meetings and raise my hand when they ask to moat for you know to motion for things oh that's fun yeah, yeah i mean i'll raise my hand i yeah. can do that um and so you're the historian so tell I'm us the a historian. bit about what yeah. that means it, it's not so much about history more about the present and the future um wow. <laughs> it's really just taking photos at events um but the also passes but also i just started the instagram account for the pta and have been doing that with another parent um and yeah, and I'm also a class parent for Wu's class. So I'm I'm feeling very involved. Yeah. And it's it's such an important thing to do and like volunteer at your school because like nothing gets done but for parent volunteers and no like no one is um yeah, like everyone's just doing this out of the kindness of their hearts, you know, and it's just making your school a great place. And I do really think our school is a great place. So it's, it's gratifying work, but it's also like, okay, this is, I'm trying to like set a limit for myself. I'm trying to like not extend myself too much, Mm -hmm. which is pretty funny because like, I'm on the planning board for the scouts group that we, you know, had just started Mm -hmm. last year. I'm like doing all this stuff with the PTA class parent and I think for most people, that would be way overextending yourself. But Correct. for me, it's like, I feel I'm trying to like know my boundaries with it. Um, like go That's when you can. You're going to be because you're going to be involved no matter what. Yeah. If you I, get invited to somebody else's thing, you're going to get involved, you know. So like it's you're it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. But then it, the boundaries are more about than like, OK, once you are involved, how much can you keep your nose out of other people's biz and just know where to stop mm-hmm. where what like how much is is too much yeah once you're in the thick of it yeah um or how to delegate yeah and i'm i'm not luckily at the point of 
having to delegate any, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm still the the person who's being delegated to, and I'm totally happy with that. Um, oh, the fun! You're also at the fun phase though, where you get to Catholic guilt yourself into every time you don't show up early or stay late or uh, take a volunteer slot for something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't need to volunteer at this event because I'm already taking pictures and like, yeah, that's showing volunteering. Up. Yeah, but I did volunteer at Picture Day the other day, and uh, that was really took the adorable. I <laughs> <laughs> just took the pictures. Um, Step aside. It was really cute, like helping the kids, like straighten their hair and and fix their clothes and just seeing all the choices that or lack thereof that people made with their kids Um, that was your actual job was helping was not actually taking the photos you were just helping usher children into line to realize we kind of breezed over that yeah um and that felt good do you get to keep any combs ew no oh god no clean ones not the throwaways oh you're not gonna keep this (laughs) one more into your back pocket Uh, so and i'm also trying with the school year we're trying to like get the kids doing things but not too much not over scheduling like trying to keep birthday parties at a minimum trying to like find where we can add things into their lives but not make it so crazy and i yeah it's a delicate balance i'm hoping that we are gonna be able to do that i don't know i feel like right now it's a little it's a lot it is a little becomes a lot pretty quickly it does it is funny like i'm in this board position through work for this organization and then just got asked to do like an educational committee for this other group and i was like yeah sure even as i was doing i was like this is gonna be probably too much Mm -hmm. like you're but i do think there's also something to like staying in motion and staying connected to things and kind of like also like finding new opportunity and new connections through those things mm-hmm. that I am looking forward to for all of us. I think that kind of like, yes, while it does like set some pretty hard routines and schedules in place, it also does kind of like open up other things. And I always think there's something to be said for like staying busy keeps me focused keeps me a little bit more yes on yes the ball. absolutely absolutely there's there's like the entropy there where you're just like all right i'm i'm not like just searching for like oh what do i have to do it's it's very uh you know it's good to like have it stacked yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure yeah but i am getting very excited for spooktober and halloween oh. what am i gonna be for halloween I want to dress up. I want to trick or treat. All the other kids at school get to do it. Cannot wait. That brings us to our movie. Here we are. Cobweb, twenty twenty three. A week before Halloween. Yes. This July. Yes. Um, directed by Sam Bowden, who mm. also did that series Marianne, that French series do you remember that yes yeah we didn't watch all of it no that's right yeah but an interesting one yeah people really liked it though that's right yeah um oh i would revisit that yeah i I watched a little bit just to like um remind myself what it was and i was like oh yes i do remember this but i feel like i should keep going with it yeah um just to 
you know, give it, give it, give it another shot. Yeah. See it through, you know? Yeah. Um, so let me read the recap of Cobweb. Recommended to us. Well, I had seen advertisements for it. Sure. But, yeah. <laughs> but recommended to us by Caleb, Uncle Caleb. That's right. Um, he watched it while Uncle he was. Coco? Do we have a nickname for the show yet? No. Cuckoo? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Unky Cuckoo. <laughs> God. Um, okay. So as with newer movies, sadly, they don't usually have recaps from our friends of the pod. I thought you were going to say full frontal nudity, but you're right. Yeah, they, those guys, they need some time. It needs to get... I mean, unless it's an old man or an old woman in like an H24 film. That's true. Do you think a lot of newer movies do have full frontal nudity? Um, Okay, so (laughs) this is just the anonymous. This is just like the one for for the movie. This is all we have. Okay. An eight-year-old boy tries to investigate the mysterious knocking sounds that are coming from inside the walls of his house unveiling a dark secret that his sinister parents have kept hidden from him. Hmm. I don't know how people, I don't know how these things get by any sort of, like somebody wrote this and somebody said it was good enough to like put on the internet as the only summary of this movie. Yes. Somebody at a studio, right? Like, I mean. Like, I'm not an expert. I'm not a copywriting expert and I'm not, but I do know that there are, a lot of inefficiencies in the sentence. <laughs> Whatever. You well, know how I think we they feel. Must get, I think there's probably a word minimum, and they probably do get bonus points for adjectives. I genuinely believe that. Jesus. That, like, you have to say they're mysterious knocking sounds, even though they are almost immediately demystified <laughs> by all involved. Like, everybody uh, is like, oh, okay. You can hear that. Yeah. Course. So, yeah, so the eight-year-old boy, his name is Peter. His parents' names are Carol. Oh, you know. And Mark. Uh, yeah, it's always thrilling. it's always a little disheartening. Carol is definitely, like, a name that gets shot upon. Does it's get slandered. always, always somebody cast in a negative light for be it just like a crotchety old woman or just somebody annoying it's somebody strange yes. or it could be karen adjacent it's a karen adjacent it's like an it's like an older karen and i would say that that would it's old english karen <laughs> old english karen and i would say that kind of applies here because of how they styled her you know they like yes. made her this like old-timey person <laughs> yes yes there was and there was like an aesthetic choice to try not to like let us know when this was taking place mm-hmm. you know until you I saw, just like, don't know I don't know how Carol can get taken back as a because like Carol Burnett that didn't that didn't work you have to do it it has to it's all on me and the Ooh. children of the future right. yeah okay that's a lot of pressure um but I guess I I'm already a living you know like I I'm already living the antithesis of like what carol is usually is you know so i that's right i feel like until you but i just need yell to, like, at this guy at the pta <laughs> fair no i i don't someone yell at puts him you on tiktok for it i would just be like oh you're the one who said i'm never gonna talk to this guy i'm never gonna no, tell you're him never off. Gonna do it. but 
Um, because what if I'm wrong and it's not the guy? <laughs> like, oh, he would that have to would be the best. He would have to say something again. And all the only reason I wish, okay, if the kids hadn't been hitting each other, if they had calmed down mm-hmm. right then, and I could have just shifted my focus to that guy, the only reason I really would have wanted to say something is because, first of all, there are infinite reasons why of the benefits of having a sibling his poor kid right like okay fine there's infinite there's there's benefits of being a a, an only child but like just to like pit the two things against each other like both kids both ways of being now have been in some ways like uh, um criticized and it's like not but neither like the kids my kids and his kid do not have any choice in this matter right it's like and also um i would have wanted my i would have wanted woo and boo to to hear you know because if they had heard i don't even think they heard him say it but like you know my my whole thing is like if you want you want to hear how your parents respond to this shit you know like Mm. you want to I would have stood up for the, you know, for the fact of siblings in that moment, you know, like I, I hope you told them that afterwards. <laughs> no, like who cares? Like who cares? But just, well, I even don't know. the, even the, the other guy's kid might've been thinking to herself, like, well, that wouldn't be me and my siblings or mm-hmm. we wouldn't let that happen, you know, or whatever, or was like, whatever you might fight, but I'd rather have them there when i'm bored yeah like two seconds ago they were having fun and playing together so but it's also just like people being rude and saying things it's like you just i don't know if i had just been able to been like that's not really not helpful right now like yeah you know we probably know know what car that guy drives though (laughs) the rude mobile the Uh, old ambulance or hearse or whatever it was that yes the very rude hearse okay so Anyway, back to Cobweb. Mm. I keep forgetting the name of this movie because it's not a great name. Personally, I don't think it's a great name for this movie. Uh, yeah, I it's... kept waiting for it to get Cobwebby for the big hair. Yeah. Um, Cobwebby and oh yeah, yeah. The spider at the desk. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. Yeah. And... I I don't have a good I don't have a good suggestion for the name, but. No. I, I'm I'm finding it hard to link it in my brain to this movie, but okay. Yes, whatever. it'll be even harder. It'll be even harder like three years from now. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, did this movie scare you, Josh? Um, this movie did not scare me. A uh, full disclosure, I did watch it between the hours of six fifteen a.m. and I took a little nap. And oh, you didn't watch it straight through. No, because I was mm. I got four hours of three hours of sleep. I don't know. Had to get on a plane um, after a night of drinking and then watched the second half of it between the hours of, let's say, 845 and 930 when my plane landed. So also also watching it on my phone. Yeah, I did watch it with both earbuds in, though, wanted to get that. That, all that sound design, you it's know, good. it's a bare minimum. Um, poor filmmaker Sam Bowden's like, <sighs> and cool. I'll say this: 
people diss watching movies on your phone. I watch at this point kind of a lot of movies on my phone. And I'll say two things in favor of watching movies on your phone. Okay. One is actually they're both the same reason. It gets your undivided attention because you can't be doing other shit on your phone when you're watching a movie on your phone. Okay. Okay. And I would argue that a movie theater is the best place. Oh, absolutely. I'm not trying to say this is the best way to see movies. I just think. Mm, But necessity. Because I think a lot of the people that are giving this shit are still watching movies on laptops or whatever else. And like, or glued to their phones for other reasons when they're watching movies on their giant TVs. And I think that, or whatever other distractions. And I think that the other thing is, it does, it also, the other bit of it, like requiring your full attention or giving your full attention is how small it is. You are looking like you're kind of forced to pay attention to detail and resolution wise, it still looks so good. It's like things, I don't know. I still get the sense of scope. It's not the same. I would, I'd be bummed to watch like a Dune for the first time on my phone. But I think that, um, or like if it had been in-flight entertainment and it was on some little like seat back screen or something, Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's any that that's any better, but anyway, I feel like that's there's. I, I feel like it's less about the phone, but more about like starting and stopping. I, I think with yeah. a horror movie, it's best to not do that. I agree. You um, gotta be. You gotta be in it. You gotta let the tension build. Yeah, let it wash over you. So that's why I say it's. It, it comes with an asterisk yes. on this one. But no, it didn't scare me. Yeah, did it scare you? It didn't scare me. It didn't creep me. Mm-hmm. I had no trouble getting to sleep that night. I was, I did watch something after just to like, you know, loosen up a bit because it was tense. It was tense because of the child abuse for me, you know, Mm. once, um, once it was really like, I did, I did pause it and see when this happened, but it was really like the beginning of act three when he poisons his parents yeah that i was like ah here we go and that i love that moment when you're when you kind of like relax into like this is a fun horror movie like this is this is what i came for i'm not i'm no i'm i could still be scared but i'm but i'm in that zone of like we're we're having fun scariness you know like i'm i'm here for it like um yeah it's so there's so many different ways of being scared and like um because i love i love i love the feeling when you're not having fun either you know where it's like very scary and Mm -hmm. then afterwards you're like oh my god that was so scary but in the moment if i can have that like what basically in uh, in that um the scene where you you realize he's poisoned his parents is the same part that it's intercut with the bully showing back up with his older, you know, yes. cousins and brothers. And you're, you're like, Oh, this is going to get very fun because all those people are going to die. Right. You're like yeah, I had already, that's their grist for the mill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, because when did you figure out like that the thing in the walls was, did you were were you surprised when the mom was like, "Don't let it out, don't let her out"? 
Uh, surprise. I guess so. I thought that was, yeah, I was going to say that was my favorite moment of the movie. I mm. thought it was like, even though we had, I mean, you kind of assume anything that's like whispering to you from like behind walls is like, it's not, it has to be malevolent. It's it not. can't be trusted. Yeah. It, it's, and I thought that it was, but that was my favorite part because that was, you know, like the turn. Mm-hmm. I wish it had come about. 30 or 40 minutes sooner like in a sense to then i almost would have i'm not trying to make this movie a different movie than it is but here i go i almost thought that the the last two thirds it could have been home alone where like he's poisoned his parents because they're evil but like now he's sort of like living with this spirit in his walls but he's also trying to like live his regular life or whatever and decide like kind of who you know maybe because if then we have less information about the parents but they just seem bad Mm. you know um yeah and anyway um i have i have some thoughts on this movie too of what um carol never likes my adjustments my script adjustments well it's tough because it is it is just changing changing the the whole thing and i don't know the um the so for anyone who has not seen this movie yet, spoiled. Basically, this child Peter, yes, he hears tapping within the walls. He starts talking to because he's been bullied at school. Um and his parents are pretty strange and yeah, very timey, very threatening. Mm-hmm. Um he starts talking to the voice within the walls and then the voice tells him to like get back at his bully. He pushes his bully down the stairs in a very fun scene. That's I right. I mean, from to fall down the stairs. For God's sakes, we are not a family that solves our problems with violence, Peter. Ever. I don't understand where where this kind of behavior comes from. Uh, yeah. He did mean for him to fall down the stairs. I think he could. I think he should have just been like. He didn't mean for him to like break his leg. Yeah, but, I wasn't um, expecting a compound fracture. Yeah. Um, well, I do think because there are. This is where our children are at as well. There's a lot of he did this on purpose to me. He yes he, yes whatever fill in the blank. He pushed me on. It purpose. was it. And they, and it's clear it isn't. It is on purpose, but it isn't what they meant to have happened, you know? Right, right. It is not with done with malice. It's done to because they're unregulated, right? right I mean, right. that's our that's the thing that I try to remind myself of and try to stop myself from explaining to them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All behavior is communication. And uh, this guy had it coming. I mean, he kept pushing him down. He he totally uh, smashed the the pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, the heck, the pumpkin named Hector. He, you know, he's just a bully. And in those bull, like in the first part of the movie where you're focused on the bully, I I wrote I even wrote down like bullies just aren't the same aren't aren't like they used to be. You know, no. I was thinking about the bullies from the black phone and how great that was because yes. it was so over the top. Like Stephen King does a great bully. Um, but then 
when they showed back up at the end, I was like, oh, great. Yeah, this is more like bully territory. Right. Like, this you is got insane. your older cousin yeah. involved. To, yeah, to then <laughs> kind of like yeah. destroy this house, break and enter and kill him. I don't know. <laughs> and I were you excited at the beginning? Did you think it was going to be girl bullies? Because in the initial confrontation, it's not clear that it's just like, it's not the blonde kid who he pushes down the stairs, who's like the instigator. He gets kind of like shoved around on the bus by like what seemed like a little gang of kids. And I thought at least it was at least two, if not three girls who are part of the group who I think were, you know, obviously they're just supposed to be looking and laughing. But in that moment, I was like, oh, that would be awesome. Like, again, what a good like trope flip to just be like, yeah, girl power. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, It would have been fun to at least then like add the element of like all right what do you how are you handling this yeah that so would yeah. it she doesn't love I it i didn't think i didn't have that thought but um <laughs> i mean it, it was so it was kind of weak to me because like it i don't know yeah bullies it's such weird territory because it does seem like this i know that bullying still happens obviously to a great extent online right like that's kind of where bullying happens because like right. the the in roblox in right in roblox like with the chat and everything but like you know i'm not saying it doesn't happen anymore but i feel like there's so much anti-bullying stuff now in schools that like it's a little bit more hidden and like so to have it outright like on the bus on the playground it's like that would have been nobody would have ignored that. Nobody would have like let yes. Peter get to the point where he was going to push a kid down the stairs. Like I think there would have been inter- interventions. Like I don't know. I, that's just kind of where my head was at. But You're like, right. You're I, right. So, but like in a in a certain setting, I can believe it. Like in the black phone, the town was so messed up. You know, yeah, everybody's that, traumatized and yeah. fucked up. And and so, and even like with, I was thinking about antlers a lot with like the teacher coming was, to the house. Yeah, the boy reminded me of antlers. Yeah. Also. Yeah. It's like, okay, the teacher comes to the house, but there it's a little bit more believable where you're like, for me when, so. And this is a bigger town too. Like, and yeah. this is one where I didn't appreciate being duped for aesthetics purposes. Like. Just tell us when this takes place, because also the black phone happens during the 70s or something. You know, mm-hmm. like there were there, nobody had smartphones mm-hmm. and there weren't anti-bullying campaigns in a major way. Like, exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's more believable back then. But yeah, you're right. This doesn't there is no real. Were there f- smart? Yeah, she answers the her cell phone. Has, yeah. yeah. Miss Divine. But I she, guess I guess at the home they wouldn't. They have just landlines because they live in this weird prison. Mm-hmm. But so um, anyway, he does. He gets expelled for for breaking the kid's leg, which is also crazy to me that that would happen. Um, and after that, his parents um, they punish him by grounding him, quote unquote, and that means putting him in the basement, which is a very tiny door behind the fridge mm-hmm. um, for the night. I guess it was just one night. Yes. The teacher comes over. She's been there before to give some creepy kid art and that she was alarmed by it. 
What kind of picture, Carol? <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> they're dra- they're drawing like some creepy Halloween pictures, and he draws a picture of his bedroom and yes. a person saying "Help me," which um. So anyway, the teacher's been there before, and then she comes back to check on Peter. They invite her in. It's all very menacing. He's trapped in the basement. Like, you think maybe the parents are going to kill her? Like, you really don't know what's going on with these parents. You have no idea. So, like, that was all very tense. Um, And should mention that the dad is played by Anthony Starr, who is in the boys he's homelander in yes. the boys he's very very evil character in that so it's not a far jump like if you recognize him at all you're gonna be thinking you know anything he does is and he is he has like a hammer in his hand so it's very menacing for sure uh, yeah every one of his lines he he's really uh he's really mm. not leaving any meat on the bone in yeah those ones. he's and yeah if, if you haven't seen the boys he's basically a sociopathic superman yeah um yeah all the powers and uh, hates everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. And then, and so he, now he's being homeschooled and uh, I guess, you know, Halloween is approaching. He's kind of uncovering the mystery of the voice behind the wall and trying to get out of his house. Like, calls the teacher again gets in trouble for that Mm -hmm. and it turns out that the 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 voice behind the wall reveals herself as his sister who is trapped in in the house and she convinces him that the parents are gonna do the same to him or kill them all and um and he put i mean is is it is anything else on missing? No, that's yeah. all the whole he, story. He, he puts rat poison in their soup, in their mushroom soup. I listened to an interview with the director to confirm it was mushroom soup. Wow, I would have said lentil, but it looked. Like I did too. Gruel. I said I thought okay. it was lentil yeah. soup, but no. Um, and uh, really should have been pumpkin soup. A yeah, whole backyard full of pumpkins. But you might not pick up that that cinnamon is a weird flavor in a pumpkin soup. Because the cinnamon flavor of the rat poison is what you automatically know that it's that they've been poisoned because the rat poison has been introduced. That's right. Um, when they think that poison. it's rats <laughs> in the walls, or he does, and so the parents die a really great gruesome death um, of vomiting bile, mm-hmm. and the mom, played by Lizzie Kaplan, love her. I love Lizzie Kaplan. Um, right as she's as she's dying, says, "Don't let her out," because this creature who's in the walls is not telling the whole truth so just weird for a wall creature so strange and then um there's a there's a bloodbath i don't think i need to really get into all of it but i think i've said pretty much Uh, how the movie goes right Uh okay so um so anyway what did you think was the best parenting moment in this movie josh okay I, I'm actually going to ask you to go first because oh. I have two, and I feel like I went first last time. So I want you to go first. I don't oh, want to okay. accidentally steal one from you. Okay. Well, I mean, there's not a ton, not a ton. No. And I, my issues with this movie, I, I feel like there could have been 
some tweaks mm-hmm. that would have satisfied my curiosity and I think because the the whole thing starts to unravel if you think about it at all like yes. while you're watching it I had a good time watching it I'll try to save you know the meat for my rating but uh-huh. like I I did have a good time I didn't I didn't hate watching it um but I wanted I wanted just a little bit more and part of it has to do with the parenting I wished that I wish that like Carol, mm-hmm. I wish Carol was like trying to be a good mom. I wish she Absolutely. was like trying because the whole idea is that she, they, they had this monster baby. They hid it away. It killed a girl on Halloween. Is that the idea of the bones in the yard or some girl who went missing is because. Yes. Cobweb, whatever, whatever this creature is. Yes, baby cobweb. Baby cobweb, like killed it, and whatever. For some reason, they're keeping it. Somehow, they're keeping it alive. I, I or don't know. the parents uh, actually killed the kid down the street, and I don't know that that's ever really. I didn't think said so. I, yeah, it's not really that clear. I think it is said, but I kind of missed it somehow. Um, but so I just wish that she was like doing her best, like almost coddling him or like trying to protect him from the world or like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do it right. Like a real try hard mom, but also tethered to this monster. Yeah. I feel like that could have been if like the monster was like producing something that was keeping their family going or commercials. If, commercials producing commercials producing commercials. i uh, yeah like producing oh. a substance of yes some kind. yeah like i don't know why they kept the thing alive right and Correct. i don't i also don't know how they're keeping it alive if she can like kill everybody but like those are just anyway or the why of it like why keep the child alive if there was like hey i'm just ethically we you know if it was like hey we have some sense if there was character building with the parents to know their mo like yeah what drives them and if it's religious or ethical or whatever i mean again these are common sense things that apply to most human beings but right. like it would be worth saying because i do think if you had a actual like a homicidal monster trapped in your basement you would like it fuck you up for sure but you would also want to explain to people or yourself mm-hmm why you're choosing to keep it alive and not kill it. Right. Because it's dangerous. Right. And inhuman. Yeah. And I don't think this movie's saying anything, but like whatever that's saying, I'm not into. Like that's like why and and then also besides that, how they're even keep like why she would want the the kid to do her bidding and she can't like it would be one thing if the girl cobweb baby cobweb like loved her parents you know right i don't know it was was a little you gotta you still have to put food out for the dog or something you know it's like hey there's some menial chore that you keep having to do you're kind of you know like you have to keep flipping the switch and you don't know why we don't question it because you've been doing it since you were born right right or able to since you have any memory of it yeah but like because i like the idea i like mm -hmm. this whole idea it has like you know, people under the stairs or like, mm-hmm. you know, the the boy kind of, remember the boy, course, the yeah. doll. So it's like, you know, there's like 
and I don't I wasn't like oh it's just like those movies it was like reminding me in a positive way of like oh these are creepy tropes like yeah. this is cool like and you're doing something different and it's gonna be fun it would have been nice for a little nightmare on elm street in there or something like yeah we had to do it you know at some point of just like we had no choice but to stop this before it happened again mm-hmm. and so you know like that moment of mm-hmm. exposition and- or if it was like they did kill the the baby cobweb and now it's a ghost like yeah. we're living in this world of a monster so Right, anything know. could happen. It's true. Could also so, have, uh, and I also think to justify her behavior to the teacher, to Miss Divine, mm-hmm. where I think it's like she hates the teacher for no reason. Like it's not. That also feels unearned in a way that mm-hmm. I wish they just let her, like, you know, again, like you said, try her best to mm-hmm. be. Or like a no, good mom, but it's yeah. like it's just misguided, or you're not. You two don't see eye to eye, and so this isn't working. Really, could have cut teaching out of it entirely if they homeschooled the kid to begin with. Mm-hmm. But wait, what was your best parenting? So the best parenting, I didn't think there were a lot. I mean, they're like mm-hmm. very, very cruel parents. Um, they're so annoyed at him for like being scared at night. Like, can you imagine yes. just being so annoyed? Um, yeah, Homelander was doing a lot of that. There was yeah. a lot of going to eleven right yes. away. Not a lot of mystery there. And just the fact that, like, if this kid has lived in this house his whole life, he would be a wreck. Like, mm-hmm. he would not be this normal kid. So anyway, the best that I could do was that they eat dinner as a family. Like, they're always. Aww. It's very kind of. Um, stuck in time like their whole house is kind of stuck in time but the way that they sit down and eat it's like kind of 50s vibes yeah um and it does allow for a conversation you know they talk about things over the dinner table and that's a can be good although sometimes we struggle with that in our family because sometimes the fighting with the kids can reach a point that it makes it stressful to sit down at the dinner table but it has gotten better as we've, you know, as we've gone on, like it, it hasn't gotten to the point where I'm like, all right, we can't, we can't be like sitting down at a table together. But right. there are definitely times when it's, it's very fraught. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Or if your parents are this aggro, maybe it's not so great. You no, well, it's IBS. not, but they're, they're trying, they're trying to be a family. Yes, that's true. And that's sometimes the best you can do. That's a kind of was my first best parenting moment the first thing that occurred to me while i was watching it was homeschooling him i thought was probably the best parenting moment in it because he peter is miserable at school and they weren't doing anything to help him there or letting the school be helpful um he got expelled for behavioral issues so again under normal circumstances if like i think the better move than just I would like to think if one of our children got expelled for behavioral issues, mm-hmm. um, then my first move would not be, well, we got to find him another school that we, that'll accept him. <laughs> you know, I think I would say like, okay, we need to like reset here yeah. at least and make, you know, like go at it some other ways. Um, and also his parents aren't going to ease up on him anytime soon. So I don't think school, I think school would only become more fraught with time. And so you probably are better off just like letting them, kind of rule your life until you can emancipate yourself yeah one way or another yeah you know homeschooling i used to think 
differently about it. Like I used to feel like, like negatively towards it. Yeah. But I think in the right situation, it's really, it really can be great, especially if you have a parent who can be dedicated to that. And it, like, it's also changed. Mm-hmm. The whole nature of homeschooling is, has changed so much where like, oh my God, yes. they can be involved in so many things and have so many friends outside of it. Like, yeah. You know, I, I feel like it's definitely come a long way. I feel like it gets a bad They're homeschool rap, but... groups, you know, or yeah. they get together socially and, be, yeah. you know, just sort of like, well, we, you know, because you can have all these kind of different reasons for choosing that path. It's not just like religious exemption or, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like that was that's kind of the big one that then just paints everybody as weird, you know, mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. like. Or like your parents are trying to keep you in the dark about real information, you know? Yeah. Not like schools. Um, and I, it's just a, it's you're absolutely right. It's just completely different now than, it, or at least my perspective on it is much different now than it ever was for sure. Um, what was your other one? You have a great, big, beautiful imagination all those scary things they're just in your head they did a great job of misleading that she was like the evil Mm -hmm. that she was the evil presence you know like yes that was cool Um, yes i thought that sentiment was right on you're trying to like honor that he's that this is coming from a place that you're you know you are imagining these things i want you to feel better it's trying to soothe him it's like there's issues yeah. with it but it's like i i think it is a anyway it definitely was, it was not only a sweet moment in the movie she kisses yeah. him good night and again you're expecting it to their relationship to be different but after that interaction it is over yeah, because then his imagination is blamed for everything. That's right. And it's like, so and that to me felt rang just so empty because it's like everybody now is like trying to get kids to use their imagination. You know, it's like a very, right. it's a it's a really weak thing to be like, oh, there's his imagination again. You know, right. it's like that's why when it started to become a problem, yeah, then it's like okay, well that's yeah not cute anymore. But at first it was just hey, I'm trying to get you to go back to bed. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's just your wonderful imagination, which brings you a lot of joy most of the time, but it makes scary stuff too, but it's all the same. Yeah. And I thought that that was the best yeah. standalone yeah. blatant parenting attempt in this movie. I. What, what was your worst parenting moment? Um, I, <laughs> I feel like the overall crime in mm-hmm. this movie, parenting wise, is... That they kept the monster alive. Ooh, love it. There's no reason why they, like, they weren't trying to, like, tame it. They weren't trying to normalize it. Didn't seem like. They were just, like, hiding it away Mm -hmm. for no reason. It killed some, I think it killed that girl. I'm pretty sure that's what happened, that this girl went missing. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Um, And... Yeah, so, like, that wasn't great. Like, I just feel that it's like when we were talking about the road, how it was, like, when I was asking, like, what would you do? Like, Mm -hmm. would you go out on the road? That's way different from, like, any other kind of apocalypse. 
um, or even just bad, hard times. Like right. that was like a truly like life is dead in the ocean. There's no ocean yeah, smell. The trees like, are all falling. Down. Real, real bad. Everything is literally gray. Yeah. This mm-hmm. isn't like a kid with disabilities or anything like that. This is a monster that right. has like claws and sharp teeth. And so in my mind, you got to you got to kill that thing. That's right. Yeah, like, or you got to get some help at least. Yes, I'd say I would, I would institutionalize this thing to begin with, and I'd probably let the state decide. You know, yeah, I think that it would be, or I mean, maybe. In yeah, that instance, I wouldn't kill it myself. Maybe but in like, that instance, you would have. Maybe you know? I don't know. That would be really hard to do. I can't even really kill like a a lizard. You know, like um. Yes. Uh, so, not me personally, but um, I do feel like you would. You would not keep it in a pit in your house. No. And what I um, gets to my worst parenting moment um, dovetails very nicely with it, which this became their solution for everything. Like, I Mm -hmm. think we often do as parents. It's like you Mm -hmm. start to have a go to move. Yeah. And for them, it was uh, put your kid underground and but alive yeah. You already called out, I think, all of the specifics of this interaction, but it was hard. And I know we tried not to do sort of like plot-based parenting stuff as the bad stuff, but it really was to me. It was like you yelled at Peter without explanation for why he's in trouble, and then you grounded him to the basement behind the fridge. <laughs> and the door it's is tiny. very scary. And then he was just supposed to sit on the basement floor. I, and it is just like, oh, well, it worked for the other one. You know, working so far. So grounded means you go to the basement. Like so far, that's all I've got in my bag of tricks. Right. That works. And so we do that every time now. Right. And it was, it truly was bad parenting beat by beat by beat. Mm. And so it was, again, also hard then to go like, well, what's good here? You're not, at no point are you trying to be better. There's no like, um, it would be cool. It would have been cool if they were like, trying to be the perfect parents they were like super involved their house was perfect you yeah. know like they wanted it to like for peter just to have this like super super normal wonderful mm-hmm. experience you know like that they're you know pillars of the community type thing i don't right. know where it's or they're yeah they're funny older parents who people kind of avoid but in their house they have their little like mm-hmm. kind of perfect yeah 50s parenting world mm-hmm I was also hoping they'd be older parents. You know, I was like, thinking oh, that like a would... generation ago. Yeah, like this is their second. Yeah, they're older. That's I thought that thought too. Um, but so the overall crime. But then I also thought that what led to their demise ultimately, of yeah, their parenting, mm-hmm. their parenting is just they were so vague all the time. Like they could have easily just they could have they they could have even i don't know like when they didn't have to tell him that there was a monster living in the house but like couldn't you just like make up something like they were so so vague all the time Mm -hmm. and yeah even as the dad's dying and you figure it out yeah like just explain real quick yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I even don't, if it then comes across as vague, yeah, it would have been. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
or if it was like, oh, the dad was trying. I thought he was lunging at me, but he was trying to throw himself in front of this door, so I didn't see it. But he already had seen the trap door in the basement. Like he knew. Yeah, he knew something terrible was going on. And she had said that he has to move the clock. It was she was waiting till he was strong enough to move the clock. Right. But which he wasn't. He just knocked it over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I also wanted. <laughs> I was just, yeah, real quick, just um, wanted the monster to have like an apparent weakness, which is why she was yeah. even able to go in there and feed her, you know, like, yes. I don't know, like it can't be in the sunlight or it can't, and it doesn't need to be explained. Loves pumpkins. Yeah. Hates pumpkins. Is trying to poison pumpkin. our pumpkins. Yes. We've been developing a special pumpkin poison inside certain pumpkins. So while I'm saying you're throwing out these black moldy ones, I really mean you're putting them in this witch's brew. Right. I'm making out here that was there to kill your sister. Or right. To keep her subdued. Keep her weak. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You know, I'm usually the unexplained no survivors type. Sure. But I feel like it could have made i don't want to have to be thinking about this stuff no i know i want to sell those pumpkins they hate halloween so much why do they have a why would you have a yard full of pumpkins that made no sense it was such a good visual i loved the visuals Mm -hmm. of this totally um including what i thought was our microwave in the background of the kitchen yes one of them also one of the things that put it in a time and place where i'm Mm -hmm. like okay certainly in the microwave era Certainly in the like, you can choose your microwave era, not the kind like where I feel like when we were kids, there was a stock microwave that everybody had. No, this was a bright red microwave that looked a lot like our tiny Daewoo microwave that we have. Yes. But I confirmed it is not the same one. Is Um, that in the interview with the director? Yeah. (laughs) No. Last question. Um, (laughs) But I could just, there was that and there was like this teal toaster in this otherwise very uh, sepia-toned house. Yeah, very Dust Bowl, very like 1900s. Yes, that I was like, I could just feel like the conversation. And as you don't yeah. want that. You don't want that in a movie where like, or in a, any visual thing where like there's collaborators involved. But I could just feel uh, in that pop of color, I felt like somebody had an issue with it and somebody made an argument for it and it stayed in you know it was and it kept glaring i don't know um that's so good yeah like the thing that you that is just supposed to be i mean the phrase scene painting very literal Mm -hmm. very figurative very wonderful Mm -hmm. phrase that yeah the smeg toaster or whatever is not Mm -hmm. serving yeah they would have had like a pre- toaster regulation toaster fire toaster like it would have been Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like exposed coils that you yeah (laughs) squeeze bread into or something yeah or a stick yeah they're not good parents they're not good parents oh bad dad bad moms oh goodness work with your teachers people oh my god don't make the teacher the enemy the teachers are not they're Mm -hmm. not doing they're they're just doing their best i don't want them coming to my house Look, but if any of our kids' teachers showed up at our door, well, of course, I I like our right. teachers. Yeah, pretty soon when like you know, if they just showed up any time, day or night, and had an issue, 
again, like, yeah, the teacher probably should use some other reach out methods first. Email. Oh, you don't use email. You don't have an email address on file for your old timey house. I tried calling. I called like six times. You never picked up. Right. I got nervous, so I came over. Right. You know, like I have a reason now, but like to just show up as the sub is also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would have been nice if the first teacher had disappeared. That would have been interesting just to leave that hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, those are, they're not great parents, but I think that they still did their worst with what they had. Okay, so back to the creepy kid art, which yes, is how please. she how she comes to the house in the first place because of the the such a creepy painting, so alarming that you must come to the house to show them. It's all black, Josh. It's all black. This kid is creepy. You he, gotta intervene. A big misfire from this teacher is she's got this whole pile. Of paintings and every and she's wearing a witch's hat when it's happening. This is Halloween. We know this is now week of. Mm-hmm. They're definitely doing Halloween themed paintings. I want to know what's in the rest of the stack. Like what mundane bullshit were all these other kids up to? Yeah. And made Peter's so stand out terrifying. Or also, are there other gems in there that we need to see as viewers and other homes for her to go visit? She's just, she went to each house. Oh, that would have been so good if she's just like alarmed for all the wrong reasons. Everybody's like, it's just Halloween. She's like, mm, it's not something's not right about those parents. They're this making is, excuses. That's too creepy. She goes to the next house. Oh, my God. Okay, so I did, I did snap a photo of the creepy kid art as I usually do in these movies. Um, and I've and I want to do something on the Instagram soon. Going to do a little contest. Try to match the creepy kid art with the movie that it's from because i have enough of these now that i yes. think i can do it so we're gonna do that little contest on instagram and if you do well well we have some merch guys yeah aunt donna coming through for daddy's birthday that's right made us mummy and daddy shirts we're wearing them i'll post a picture absolutely of us wearing them while recording right now. I feel like we should wear them every time. We have to now. It's our uniform. It's <laughs> yeah. how we know we're involved. We have so these are the only shirts that exist, but we'll get more. Um Yes, you can't have one of these shirts. No, you can have a different shirt. Um <laughs> you yeah. can't have my these shirt. These are ours, you creeps. Um and we have stickers. Yeah. So we'll yeah. be sending out stickers for winners. And maybe if there's a big grand prize winner, you'll get a custom tee. Yeah, we'll we'll try to keep the contest going. So speaking of Instagram and the contest that we're going to do, hopefully soon. Um, yeah, like while you're listening to this or something. Yeah, certainly check, during October. Yeah, check the Instagram Mummy X Steady Pod. Um, but I do have a scary good stuff from the old Instagram that we've been really liking. And that is an account called the gamer educator. Um, I'll repost some stuff from them. Um, It is a lot about screen time and gaming, but sometimes it's just really good parenting tips. And I found it very helpful. We are trying to, we're trying to improve our relationship with screens and video games Wu is obsessed. 
with a screen time. He is obsessed with um, any type of video game, Minecraft. He will, or just watching things where people are playing video games and, Mm -hmm. you know, like a zebra gamer type thing. I know there's several different countless truly countless yeah. no just a few um zebra gamer happens to be on tubi so we feel like it's been sort of cleared for general consumption where we don't really let them watch stuff on youtube because it is a uh, rabbit hole it's a rabbit hole and it's and it's free form it's free flowing there's no content curation whatsoever so yeah um and the more that they watch it the crazier they get about it yes so and it's but i i relate i mean we all do it. So it's definitely like an overall, mm-hmm. um, yeah, an overall approach that we're trying to nail down. Um, so, yeah, the Gamer Educator has some great tips. On great that. tips. Do you have a favorite yeah. one? Like, is there one, like, an, I have like an early one I feel like that jumps to mind for me that I've I tried do. to implement. It's been pretty good. Is it the one about like, stopping five minutes before screen time is done so that they can show you what they've been working on yes it's tough to do but i do try to do it and i also just like i'm trying to learn more about all of it because i don't want to i do want to be interested and curious about what he's doing Mm -hmm. like my knee-jerk reaction is to like zone out when he's talking about minecraft because i just it's hard to follow yes it's jargony He's yeah. In He's in as deep as it gets. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a great one. You yes. just say, like, show me what you've been making or playing mm-hmm. or whatever. I've even given a few extra minutes into you know, when it's really like, you know, we have like his Kindle that has screen time restrictions on it, as opposed to like if he's playing on the Switch that doesn't, then mm-hmm. it's just a suggestion. Um and but we're to just like rather than being like up oh, i wish you'd save time to show me or something mm-hmm. it's just like yeah no of course you can always show you want to show me what you've been working on absolutely yeah but inevitably it's also like us it becomes a stall tactic for him he wants to then get a little more playing time in when i have to be like okay look thank you for showing me we're going to turn it off mm-hmm. you know but like it, that still works so much better than just mm-hmm. like time is up that's it turn it off you know get with it it's just yeah it's been um I, th- I think it's been very helpful because it also just changes. I think most importantly, I don't think he's being duped by it. I think it also changes my approach to it. Yes. It changes how I'm viewing it and feeling about it. Like it's not this thing that's there to annoy me. It's cool. It's like, how have you been spending your time? It's just the same thing as asking like, how is your day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, very helpful, especially as it becomes more of his social life. Like he likes to play with friends and do Zoom together yeah. and stuff. And like he likes to go to arcades and do, you know, like those are all things that it's just like, hey, the more that you, you know, it's only going to become more of his life as he has more independence around those things and mm-hmm. kids get better at this stuff and everything else. And it's just like, so having, he already said it was some of his favorite, one of his favorite things of our summer, month long summer vacation was being able to play Among Us in person with Cousin Henry. Oh, So like, yeah, it is, it's important. So I think it is easy to minimize and all that stuff. Anyway, this Instagram account, super great for, um, for helping encourage that. Cause the person who runs it is also a gamer, which I also, you know, I mm-hmm. appreciate it. It's like clearly that like 
you know, they're both gamer and parent and, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff. Yeah. Just like a person with some some hot ideas. Yeah. We are like really reaching out for um, some new approaches. I've been yes. listening. I won't get into it now, but listening to some audiobooks, some parenting stuff, just really trying to the school age kid and also new challenges that come with it. Just trying to wrap my head around that. Um, yes. And you are too. Not just me. It's true. But you're very, as you do, you, th- you throw yourself in and it's very good for all of us that you do. You know, like, yeah. you're not just like, oh, I wish we could. It's just No, like, I'm taking workshops and taking notes. and Yeah, I'm, you're reading books. Yeah. It Yeah, it does help, though, for me. Like, yeah. I, there are resources out there, you know, like, I, and not all of them are going to work for your family. So you kind of do need to, like, a perfect example is, um, you know, with, some of the books I've been reading, it is a lot of things that we know that I've heard before, mm-hmm. but either I have a hard time implementing or um, our kids do not react well to it. So like um, uh, this deeply feeling kids workshop that I mm-hmm. did on the Good Inside um, website, which is Dr. Becky's thing, um, has helped me kind of like change some of the scripts of of respectful parenting to like suit the kid who resists talking about feelings or you know Mm -hmm. like it's just not working for them um yeah yeah but yeah and anyway it's just hard no matter what like even if you had all the tools i mean even parents who are psychologists like i'm sure struggle with this just because it is life is not so easy as just listening to you know, here are the tools that you should do. You know, it's right. it's really messy. People are yelling at each other and, and you're not always going to get it right. But over time, hopefully it's working out. Anyway, I feel like I'll save that for the next episode when I've, you know, finished uh, my course here. <laughs> Process some more. Let's rate this movie though, no, Okay. We've we've talked enough talk. Everybody kind of knows how we feel about oh, it already. Let's get down to brass tacks here. <laughs> All right. How many pitchers of water do you give Cobweb, the movie, out of 31? Oh, out of 31 pitchers of water, I give the movie Cobweb 14 pitchers of water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I think there were, it's not an offensively bad no. movie by any means, but it is pretty much like not a thing. And I do feel like it's hard to not be a derivative horror movie. You're gonna, I try, I'm trying to be better about not knocking that as much, but I do feel like this kind of took the wrong things from the wrong movies and could have been without yeah with giving us a little more information and kind of taking a slightly different tack on the same story they wanted to go with here could have been more interesting more scary and better and still clock in at about 90 minutes 
Um, I also didn't appreciate being aesthetically duped. I think I said that phrase before, but I don't, I don't like the, unless the point is that this kid is being Truman showed into, you know, like thinking mm-hmm. he lives in this, like whatever idyllic dust bowl home or something. <laughs> I, that like he, that's a, that's a category on Zillow, right? Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> Rosa Sharn. Um, we're, um, if I think that it's like, it wasn't, it, it didn't do anything for me that it meant nothing. It was a, like I, but it, the idea was to make us think about other horror movies. I always think the danger there is that it's like naming yourself best something. It's like, it's going to remind people that there are better things. It's like, if you try to rob right, the right. aesthetic of a certain thing, that's like super great or classic it's really hard to do without going like, oh yeah, without making people have that visceral feeling of like, oh yeah, this would normally be the part where something scary happens mm-hmm. and then nothing scary happens. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but it's like, I did like, like I said, sort of twist of, you know, even though I can arguable whether it's a twist or not, but I did like, it was sort of like now the movie's happening, you know, like this is going to send mm-hmm. you off in another direction you forget whatever you were worried about before because now the problem is this. I thought yeah. that was good and I liked, yeah. I, I did, I, and there were parts of it that I enjoyed and I liked the cast, but I also think weirdly underutilized in their own way because it was there was a lot of vagueness. I think just like some mm. kind of simple improv rules would have helped us, like some character game and some scene painting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not literally, figuratively. I'm not, gonna, I'm not totally shooting down your idea of moving the, the twist and like, the, the act three turn of don't let her out to more towards even like the midway point, because I agree it felt very rushed and I, I could have done less with like the sinister parenting and more with like, okay, now everybody's dead and now the thing's loose. And then we have a, the act three turn is like, we have to contain it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that could have been really, cool um and like someone's trying to come help this kid and they might not even know why but we know that there's a clock ticking with this creature on the loose but mm-hmm. also like someone else is just trying to like help him get his life right mm-hmm. and so then within that you find yourself in like the fight for your life is like more interesting to me than just like you keep trying to come to the house and nobody's letting you in the house mm-hmm. i don't know um, how many pitchers of water out of 31 do you give the 2023 epic cobweb? I'll give it, I'll give it 16. I agree with you. I didn't, I still had fun watching it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I still, I would have been kind of pissed. I think if I had spent money to go to the theater to see it, mm-hmm. although maybe it would have been fun in the theater. Um, with a big group of people. I think it would have been pretty funny in the theater, you know, because yeah. you have you have a couple good actors in there being really screen chewy and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that could have been fun, you know? Well, here's the thing. So I did, I watched a couple interviews with actors and directors and stuff and just um, the director. And About Equalizer 3. Starting to <laughs> yeah, just, just a different movie. Sorry. So I, I watched some interviews on this um, and read some interviews on this movie and there was one with Lizzie Kaplan and she was like uh, 
they're asking her like what she, what she was doing to kind of like make her character like how she got into character basically mm-hmm. or like what she was doing with it like what her approach was and she was like i just really wanted to make her weird you know we you know after like the fourth take it all got really weird and we were just trying to make the parents really odd and uh i hate that personally yeah i hate it so much and i was just saying this about the barbie movie how it was so perfect that Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach were at the helm there because I've heard them say that in interviews that like once the script is locked there is no deviation from the script there's no improvisation on on set it is what it is it is as written because we this is our vision and I feel like most of the time that is how it should be I agree because If you are allowing, because I know that with a lot of comedies, it's like, okay, we'll do it as it's written and then we'll let the comedians kind of like do their thing and and punch it up. But it's like, unless you have, still have a really strong vision of what you want or you have a great editor that can kind of find all the greatest bits and have them work together, it's going to fall apart. And so, okay, you were improving and just to just to be odd and it's like no you need yeah, weird you, is not what makes great scary movies good yeah like you need more than that i yeah. was surprised by that because I, I really love her as an actor and i feel like i don't know i'm not an actor but like that shouldn't be that shouldn't be what you're doing right yeah it feels like, too vague yeah saying, it's just literally too vague. vague vagueness seems like vague. the enemy it's like a cobweb yeah oh Wind. yeah just, just a, a flimsy you felt something brush past you <laughs> there it was they weren't even growing corn they should have been growing corn cobs oh god <laughs> that's the double meaning yep cobweb with two b's mm. um yeah is. so i just uh, that was sad but um yeah i didn't it's still a very low score, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, un- unfortunately. Yeah. Well, um, how many? We return to the children of this movie. Um, Peter. Peter, how many happy face, sad face, pumpkin cupcakes out of? <laughs> I'll go with a baker's dozen, which is also the inverse of your thirty-one. <laughs> out of thirteen, would you give? The children of Cobweb. Um, happy face, sad face, pumpkin muffins out of, uh, let's see, 13. Um, I thought they were cupcakes. Maybe not. Sorry. You said, no, they're cupcakes. You're right. Sorry. Pumpkin cupcakes. Um, well, I, I did like him a lot. I liked Peter. Mm-hmm. And... I just felt like the whole thing was so like if you're if you're coming at this from at least like the setup being that these are like very malevolent abusive parents Mm -hmm. I just didn't buy that he was so normal but he was you know the opening sequence is him like tired and and like kind of he's kind of a dud at school you know. So I guess so. I don't know. But I do like him. And did you know he's British? What? Yes, he's British. Which I always always think is like 
kind That's of very impressive. incredible for kids. Yeah. Um, but I liked him. I would give him, I'll give him 10 out of 13. And the bully was fine too. Like all the other kids, eh, whatever. Sure. They didn't, they didn't impress me much, but I think. This it, episode is brought to you by the Subaru Impreza. <laughs> Um, I, I'll sure I'll give him ten. I agree. Maybe he sucked. He might have been like one of the worst kid actors ever. No, though. he was in Come On, Come On before this. Like he's a okay. He's, a he's good doing kid. his thing. Yeah. All right, but I'm just mean. Did he did he do the best with what he had? As your bar for this goes, I'll say sure. But I I'm not also not convinced. He didn't do much. I mean, but he didn't really. He was kind of didn't care about. He didn't really struggle with killing his parents. He didn't really no. struggle with figuring out that his sister in the wall. He just kind of wanted an answer for it. He didn't. No, really like... that was very unbelievable. Him just like, I mean, but me, I don't know. Maybe at that point you would be so happy to see them go after like years of abuse. Yeah. Oh, I loved that death scene. I will say, good. I, I really loved it. I was like, ah, oh, this is what I'm here for. That's what you come for absolutely. I yeah, I think you're right. And I and I I'll, a scene that did stick with me that he was very good in. Was him talking to Miss Divine, which was in about like why he doesn't want to like go to recess mm. and stuff. Like yeah. that was a good scene. Yeah, he he did he play that. Well. Yeah, he played that pretty well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good on you, Peter. Mm-hmm. He does have great hair. That's the thing. All these. That's a number one qualification for all these kid actors. You have like good, like kind of wavy 70s hair yeah it's like insidious yeah you're kid. fine you're fine yeah. you're, you're in mm-hmm. um antlers right i mean they all they, they all look like that that's the same hair no kids getting a no kids getting the bully's haircut right as a lead no right. flat tops no buzz cuts <laughs> oh, just kind of unrealistic coiffed hair to again put us in a space where these kids are in a time they represent something that is unrealistic and from a time that none of us live in or experience. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I had to give this kid though one like life lesson. Yeah. Would lecture him a bit more. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think he needs it. First of all, his parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Slam. Uh what would you tell him, Josh? It would be your nugget. I'd say, don't be a creep. Get in touch. You can email us, Peter, at mummyxdaddy at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook if your parents let you join at mummyxdaddypod. You can visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdaddy.com. And if you do like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg, as well as our t-shirts and stickers. Maggie Spaulding makes a very consistent mushroom soup. Bye! Champ, champ, do you feel remorse for your crime? Oh, yes. Believe me, my God. If I could turn back the clock on my mother's stair pushing, I would certainly reconsider it.